What's up, y'all? It's Catherine, Cat, Kit Kat, oh snap, it's Cat42 on Instagram, but never Kathy. Welcome to First Generation in our first episode about the college process. Today, I have a very special guest, my roommate, my buddy, my best friend, my sister, my twin, Theodora. Hello, all. How are you? My name is Theodora, unapologetically underscore T on the IG. You know me. Okay, okay. (laughs) So we're just going to get right into it about the college process, about our experience with the college process and how things were going for things of that sort. So first things first, for anybody that's going through the college process, the summer before you go into your high school senior year, the one thing you want to have done already is your college essay. The college essay is just something that a lot of people have to submit to colleges, um, whether it's on the Common App, whether it's just to your college directly, you need to have something done. So Theo... What was your college essay about, and how was that process for you? I don't remember exactly what it was about, but I remember I I wrote it off of um, my Spanish teacher, something he had taught us in class, and I somehow intertwined that into an essay. Um, It was fairly easy. I definitely had, um, if not like guys counselors, I had like teachers that um, wrote out with me, definitely edited my papers a whole lot, thought, like, gave me um, feedback on what I should add, what I should take, what I should take out, you know. Um, but for the most part, I was fairly confident um, in the amount of resources I had to help me out throughout, like, writing that paper. So it was pretty smooth sailing for the most part. That's true. Honestly, my college essay was about Beyonce and allergies, I, yeah, I know, I know. You're giving me the worst look right now. But honestly, I just, I don't know. I, I just felt like if I was going to write about myself, I could write about the one thing that I did the most. I used to listen to Beyonce a lot. I still do. Uh, shout out to the Beehive. And my allergies went crazy when I was younger, so I just wrote about that experience and how life would kind of suck if I was still allergic to things like peanut butter. Sorry for all my friends that are allergic to peanut butter, but it's actually really good. So, yeah. That's that for the college essay part of it. And I guess next is just going into once you get back to school. So one of the main things is a lot of people tell you to meet with your guidance counselor. Sometimes your guidance counselor sucks. That's true. Like they, they're just not willing to help you with your college process, with finding the right college for you, with finding the scholarships for you. And I think that's when it becomes the hardest situation where you really feel like you're alone. Um, so if your guidance counselor isn't doing it for you, find somebody else. Yeah. I know there's like some guidance counselors who like, they think that they're helping you, but, like, in some cases, they also may be limiting you. But, like, you're just a high school student who doesn't really know much, so, like, you're just kind of going with the flow. But trust me, even in college, too, these guidance counselors be playing you OD. Do not sleep on them. Uh, find other resources. <laughs> do what you got to do to go where you need to go, but don't be dependent on, like, that sole person, even though that's the way it comes off as. There are... Tons of people out there willing to help you. So take advantage of your resources um, as much as possible. Yeah, if you have a favorite teacher at school, hit that teacher up. If you have, you know, an administrator that you really rock with that's been through the college process, hit them up. If you've been friends with upperclassmen, they're always a great resource because they're fresh out of the process. Um, I know for a lot of people, 
especially like being first generation, when you're a first generation college student, when you're first generation American, you can't really go to your parents because sometimes they haven't been through the process. So just make sure that you are looking out to other people that could help you in the best way possible. And then YouTube, podcasts, Pinterest, they're always super helpful as ways to just guide you throughout the process for things that you're looking into. So that's just my take, especially when it comes to guidance counselors and all of that. I don't know how it was for you, Theo, like how your guidance counselor was. Yeah, he was chatting. He was helpful, but like also not. Yeah. But then I kind of picked up um, talking to like um, one of our teachers at the high school who was super uber helpful for me. And it was just history from there on. But he was like, it was kind of helpful, but like not to where I needed to be for myself or yeah. expecting myself to be. So, you know. I think sometimes it's hard when you're trying to find the right college for you. Yeah. Like, which college you're supposed to be going to, especially when it's caught up between, like, going to a school that's local versus going to a school that's away. And then whether you want to go to an HBCU versus a PWI, like, what that process is like. And for those of you that don't know what a PWI is, it's a predominantly white institution, and a HBCU is a historically black college or university. And so a lot of people sometimes struggle with figuring out whether they want to go to an HBCU or a PWI. One, because most HBCUs, if you're from the Boston area, you'll find are far away or further away from you um, and not nearly as close to home as a lot of the PWIs are in this area. But everything is very based on your experience. Like, I know sometimes we go on Instagram and we see, like, HBCUs being super lit. And sometimes when you're at a PWI, you're like, man, this place is boring. Um, I want to be lit with people that look like me, that people that have the same energy as me. But you definitely go to college and get the different experience that you want and the experience that's right for you. But sometimes your guidance counselors can't help you figure that out. That's just something you have to research and find out. Like, Theo, when you were applying to school, have you considered going to an HBCU versus a PWI? Um, or? I feel like probably, like, in my college experience, I was like, yeah, I probably should have went to HBCU. Would have been closer to home in my heart. But um, just the way the finances work with that, because, you know, you're out of state, so you have to pay mm -hmm. the out-of-state money at this HBCU, and the only advantage that you, the main advantage that you have in in-state is that it's significantly cheaper. Yeah. And so, like, even though I was like, yeah, like, no, you should just go, like, follow your dreams. I'm like, I'm going to be butthurt when I see them loans I have to pay. That's true. When I come back from graduation. And they're like, well, you know, I, I had advice. And they're like, honestly, like, if you want to go to an HBCU, go for your master's or go for, like, grad school, whatever, whatever. Which is fine because you're spending less time. You don't have to spend four years in the school. You can spend, like, two, preferably, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a variation of how long you stay there. Or you can move out there and, like, somehow pay the in-state, finesse the system. Who knows? But um, I would have loved to have gone to one but um, definitely just, you know, got stuck with the PWI. <laughs> so just got to be friends with the people at the BSU <laughs> and ASA. For those who don't know, that's Black Student Union and um, African Student Association, yeah. um, where you find the colored students. And, like, usually there's one environment on campus where you find um, 
colored children to like <laughs> communicate <Congregate>. with <laughs> to congregate that's a fact because <laughs> the classrooms especially as soon as you get like deeper into your major um you definitely start to see the uh, variations especially at a pwi like at first you're like oh i have all my five friends and we're all black and everyone's mixed and i don't know as you go deeper you're gonna be like yeah where'd everybody go yeah and it's just you and your two friends in a class of 34 and there's three black kids, a couple mixed kids, all white kids, which is fine. You're at, you're at a PWI. You know, you expect True. this, but... You know what you signed up for. Yeah, you know exactly what you signed up for, so that's that on that. But the big thing about that is just remembering that your college experience, if you're going to college, is really what you make of it. Like, right. if you decide that once you get to college, you're like, I hate my school, this is the worst place, I don't know why I signed up here, and you're just very pessimistic about your experience, that's the experience you're going to get out of it. So make sure that when you apply to the school that you want to go to, you want to go there and that you make the best of the best decisions and best of the best for yourself while you're there. And it's okay if your school doesn't necessarily fit you. Yeah. Um, there are kids I've known that gone to school, they thought like, yo, I want to go to this school so bad, ah, ah, ah. And they pull up and they're like, this is absolutely not where I imagined myself to be yeah. for four years. And that's fine, you know. Pull up them transfer papers, finish your <laughs> semester, your year off, and go find what you was looking for in a college experience. Like that's personalized to you, that's and true. you should go for it. Um, don't feel like you're ever stuck in an institution, cause no, you're paying them. Right. And um, you know, move accordingly the way you believe that you should be for your education. Go for it, boo. That's the truth. That's the truth. Honestly, I agree with that because sometimes it's hard to want to transfer or have the ideas of transferring. But at the same time, like if you end up going to a school that you know isn't for you and that you want to transfer later on, like say your SAT scores weren't as great as you wanted them to be and you couldn't get into the college of your dreams, you still have the opportunity to go to the college of your dreams by transferring later on during your academic year um, while you're at college. Like SATs and stuff like that, they're super important, but they're also not the only thing that gets you into college, too. Like, taking the SAT test, I think, was one of the things that I found a little bit difficult because I do get test anxiety. I get super, super, super frantic when I'm taking tests. During the SATs, I got a nosebleed twice um, in the middle of the test, and you guys know SATs are timed. So it made it just difficult for me to feel like I'm going to be able to get into college because my SAT scores are going to be absolute trash. Like, I did not expect to get into the college of my dreams because I was just not going to do well on my SATs. But honestly, I just learned that they, when colleges are looking at you, they're looking at the whole picture of you. Like, they're looking at your SATs, they're looking at your grades, they're looking at your academic like curriculars that you're doing, your extracurricular activities that you're doing. They're looking at the recommendations your teachers write out for you. Make sure you get good recommendations. Trust the teachers you request or ask for it um, because they really do create an impact on what colleges are expecting of you as a person. And they help a lot, I think, for myself personally. The people that I requested to do my college recommendations helped me the most, which was like my choir teacher and an English teacher that I was really close with. Theo? Um, for 
the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked um, a, uh, my Spanish teacher, plot twist. Um, <laughs> I was terrible at Spanish with um, one of the teachers that I had for a minute. But there was one teacher I was with that he was like, he was actually the department head. And we just hit it off. I don't know what it is. Like, he was a great guy. He's like, I was like, oh, can you like write my um, recommendation after I had like already passed his class in my senior year? Because I think I took it during like my junior year. Mm-hmm. Wrote it for me. Um, wrote it um definitely very well i still have it till this day i found it like the other day and then i think um also i think it was mr reedy one mm-hmm. of our teachers definitely um wrote another one for me which was dope so um they really wrote out for that that was real real helpful yeah and i think it's also helpful because some of those teachers that write your recommendations do give you tips for college like i know my choir teacher that wrote my recommendation told me that I could have my college application deposit waived. And she basically gave out like a whole bunch of information about the things that I can get for free while I'm at school versus having to worry about having to pay like $75 for a college application. application, um, Despite the fact that I didn't need it, um, I didn't need to pay as much money for like AP exams or I don't think I paid as much for the SATs as, like, other students, which was super, super helpful in understanding that, like, if you do come from a low-income background and your family can't afford it, you don't have to be stressed or worried about having to pay for things like that. No, definitely um, ask around, ask somebody, anybody, even friends, too, Mm -hmm. you know, they have the plug. Because I didn't know that um, during the applications, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to take $40 for this, $60 for this, and I'm like, um, my guidance counselor... He was all like, yeah, no, you don't have to pay. I'm like, what do you mean? He's all like, oh, yeah, like, you have, like, free and re- reduced lunch or whatever. I'm like, yeah. He's like, bet, like, you have, I think it was, like, a certain, maybe, like, five applications. It was seven. It was, it was seven? Mm-hmm. Seven applications waived. So, which was actually very helpful because, you know, you're saving a lot of money. And so you just got to pick your tops and just go for it. But um, Definitely, definitely ask. Don't be ignorant. Don't just kind of wait and look around. Take advantage of the people who are actually trying to help you. Mm-hmm. So then you can just help yourself in the long run and don't have to spend as much money, especially if you don't have it as like a high school senior. Yeah. I think that's probably the hard part. Like when you're in high school and you're doing things like sports or you're part of certain extracurricular activities that take a lot of your time, you really don't have that much money to be spending on going to college or spending for college applications and stuff like that. So I'm just going to echo, I'm going to re-echo that. Like, make sure you utilize the resources around you. Make sure you utilize your schools. Make sure you utilize whatever they have for you. Take it. If they have workshops where they're going to teach you about financial aid and looking through the different packages, take that because it will definitely be helpful for you during your experience. Also, I'll emphasize something myself. Minorities, my friends... (laughs) keep your GPA higher than high. Do not start low freshman year to make friends, to seem cool. Keep it high because once you go to senior year, like a lot of the applications come with GPA requirements. It'd be like, oh, like Mm -hmm. a 3.0 is the minimum for you to apply for this. Even if you have a 3.0 and you apply for it and you don't get that, at least you have the opportunity to like to have some money paid off for college. Yeah. So definitely keep your GPA in mind. Hold it tight to your heart. <laughs> That's true. Hold it tight. Do not flee from it. Yeah. And just try to keep it up, you know, as much as you can. Because I know people have jobs and stuff. But, like, yeah. if your GPA is up, 
a lot of scholarship opportunities for people with low GPAs, it, they're just not present. So you just have to remind yourself to like, yo, like I gotta go to class, I gotta do this homework, like take it serious. So then when it comes to um, dealing with like the college process too, yeah. um, you won't you won't have to have as much stress if you get a scholarship. But right. like even if you don't, at least you you know maintain that high GPA, which also plays an important part when right. it comes to colleges choosing you um, to go to their school. Right. So just definitely keep that in mind. I know it doesn't seem important at first, but trust me, when it all comes to an end of senior year, it'll show its face. And <laughs> either you're gonna be butthurt or you're gonna be like, I did the damn thing all these, you know, all these years I've been yeah. here. So and it's minor setback, major comeback season in full effect when things like that happen. Like sometimes in freshman year, you don't even realize how important it is for you to have a higher GPA. So just making sure that you're working extremely hard your sophomore, junior, up into your senior year to keep getting your grades up. And even if you have to go to community college for a year or a semester to get your GPA back up, that is totally fine. Whatever you're doing to do what's best for you, I think is always going to be important. And for scholarships, you can start applying for scholarships as early as August before your senior year, September before, during your senior year. Like your guidance counselor sometimes push that scholarships are available after you finish the college application process. But you can really start getting like the posse scholarship starts in September. Um, Questbridge, I know the deadline I think is in November. Really look into some of those scholarships and they'll be on the Instagram page for First Generation if you're interested in just looking into or having a conversation with anybody that has that scholarship. Um, because it is useful, it is helpful just to know that there are some things for college and sometimes most things during your college process that can be paid for. And your full tuition can be paid for with the policy scholarship. I think it's a full scholarship for the Questbridge. Um, so just looking into different things like that, you guys have opportunities, you guys have people that are willing to help you. And if you're looking into athletic scholarships, making sure that you're talking to recruiters, talking to different coaches, make sure you go to different campuses. I think that's one thing that I didn't do during the college process. I don't think I went to any of the schools I applied to. I just looked them up online and then let that be that. Um, but I definitely sometimes regret that because I think if I had went on to some college campuses, I would have known what I liked more and what I liked less throughout my process. I don't know about you, Theo, because, I mean, we we did one. I don't know. We went to UMass Dartmouth together when no, we, we went, went to, to see. Amherst, too. Oh, we went to UMass Amherst, too. We went to both of those schools as, like, our college visits. Mm -hmm. but... but no one really. It was, like, whatever. Yeah. Um. Back on what you said about community college, um, I feel like there's, like, a stigma out there where, like, dumb people go there. I don't know why, but, mm -hmm. like, I went to community college for, what, a semester? Mm -hmm. um, and community college saves you so much money, y'all. And I feel like everybody thinks that, like, you have to go to, like, a name. You know, I have to go to this college and you go to this college and, you know. But community college is kind of lit. Like, I went there for a <laughs> semester and... Um, one of the teachers I was talking to, he was all like, you know, don't down yourselves about being at a community college. Um, I teach at one of their like big colleges. He named. He's like, oh, I worked at I work at Northeastern. I work at MCHP. I don't mm -hmm. know how to say M MCHPS, which is like yeah, a, the little the medical school medical school mm -hmm. thing. And he's like, I work there, and I teach you guys exactly the same thing. The True. only difference between you and me is like, I'm like that. Like those schools and us is that um, 
you're just paying school cheaper. You're getting the same education, yeah, <laughs> but for cheaper. And also, too, for some like community colleges, check up on them because, like, for me personally, the community college I went to, if I stayed there for like the complete two years, mm-hmm. they would have taken off thirty percent of my tuition off of any in-state college. And it doesn't oh, wow. sound like a lot, right? I didn't know that. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it takes off a huge percentage. So you know, utilize that. If you don't have the bread, you don't have the bread. Don't force yourself to be in a school that you know that's gonna have you in long-term debt, because then it just starts. To to, you know, weigh on you. You don't really know what to do. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm just, in my second year of college, I'm still trying to navigate things. Mm-hmm. So um, finances are definitely something that's going to pop up on you, pull up on you, and um, you don't want to wait till it's too late and you realize that you've, like, exceeded most options that you have for yourself. You know, also keeping in mind that everybody's um, personal life and finances aren't the same. So, like, one may have one parent, other have both. Some may have none. So you got to yeah. just definitely keep that in mind um, when um, when choosing where to go and what fits you um, best financially, too. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think sometimes people feel like they won't get all the things that they want from their major when they go to, like, community college. I think sometimes one of the big things is, like, people are like, oh, it doesn't have the major that I want or... Like, it doesn't fit the requirements that I need for X, Y, and Z. But sometimes you just want to get, like, your freshman and sophomore year, you just want your general ed requirements taken out. Like, you can do that English, the math, the regular science that you need to do, and then transfer to another school, and you'll just be saving the same amount of money you'd be spending at another institution. Because that's honestly, like, one of the biggest things for me. Like, I did get a scholarship to go to college, but my school... If I didn't have that scholarship, I would absolutely a thousand percent not be there. Um, it was crazy. I think it was like seventy thousand my freshman year. A year? Or? Yeah, seventy five, seventy thousand a year, and like Jeez. by senior year, it was seventy four thousand um, dollars to go there. And for me, it, at first, it was like, oh, we got a scholarship. This is so cool. But then realizing, like, oh, this is money people really have to pay. Like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta pay this out of pocket. Like, instead of having to take out loans. Um, we were really just on scholarship for a number of it, even though I did end up having to take out some loans because my scholarship didn't cover room and board. But there were definitely times that I realized like I had to have conversations with people just saying community college is not that bad. Um, it's not bad at all, and it definitely does help you in the future. Like It prolongs you for the future um, for the best. <laughs> Thea just looked up how long, how much it costs for me to go to school for all four years. That would have been 2D in that. Oh, no. That's yeah. A, it just it just isn't it all the time. And sometimes you cause yourself a lot of stress and you cause your family a lot of stress because they're trying to figure out how to help you. Um, and really, I think that's another thing, just making sure you try to help your family as much as you can become involved in the process or just understand what they need to understand in the process. Not all the time will your parents be able to help you. Not all the time will your siblings be able to help you. But if you're able to understand and comprehend the situation, you could be able to relay that message to them in a way they'll be able to better understand it. And if you don't understand it all that well, definitely hit up your um, your, your enrollment centers. Ask mm-hmm. them to clarify for you. There's mm-hmm. usually like some type of, like on each campus, I think, I believe, mm-hmm. I may be wrong, that, like, um, they try to lead you in, like, the right direction when it comes to, like, understanding the finances and what you have to do. So um, definitely get help from them. 
as much as you can. If not, do your own research and then try to um, ask, you know, enrollment for the questions that you have left. But definitely just be constant and understanding of um, just what it is that you need to know. Yeah. Um, with the process and how to relay that to parents who may not understand um, the entirety of uh, just the financial aspects of college. Yeah, because that sometimes is really what shakes parents up and gives them, like, I don't know, anxiety in a way of, like, not being able to help you get to college. But there are definitely ways, there's options. Make sure that if you know you're going to have to take out a loan for school, you understand the loans that you're going to be taking out. Um, You'll be able to get your financial aid package, like, in April or May. Um, I think it's actually April 1st that you get your financial aid package if you're doing regular decision. If you do early action or early decision, you'll probably get your financial aid package maybe a little bit earlier than that. But making sure that you know how much loans you're going to be able to take out and just figure out a plan. Figure out a plan that's going to help you be able to pay for it, work with your family and how they may be able to help you pay for it because sometimes it's really just a matter of understanding what you're doing and sitting down and being able to do it. Um, and when you talk to different teachers, when you talk to different people that have been through the process again, like they will be able to help you. They will be able to show you the different ways uh, you could be successful when applying to college and when it comes to financial aid. I think that was the toughest thing for me because it was like very on my own. Like I really had to figure out my financial situation going into college. Even when you have a scholarship, you always have those little little catches that they have for you, those little, but wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the process of that, of understanding like, oh yeah, I have a scholarship, but I'm still gonna have to pay this, but I don't have that money because I just graduated from, I'm just graduated for high school and I'm still trying to figure out so many different things. Um, and you don't want to be a burden on your family, even though they, you're not being a burden. Like they, if your family wants you to go to college, they'll definitely be very supportive of you over that. And if your family isn't very supportive of you to go to college and that's something you want to do, make sure that you just stand in what you believe in and make sure you know that no matter what happens, whatever you do is going to be for you. And I think that's the biggest thing that people sometimes miss when they're applying to college, when they're going to college. Like, everything's going to be the best decision for yourself. Like, your parents may want to push you to be biology or chemistry or pre-law or pre-med. It's not their life. It's your life. And you're going to know if you're not um, with it either. Yeah. But I know kids will be like, I'm, <laughs> kids be like, I'm going to be a doctor by the end of these. Like, I'm going to med school. <laughs> I come back and talk to them. They be like, yeah, it turns out I turned to business. So, you know, I, I switched <laughs> my major. It, it was tough. I'm like, what did you think it was? Yeah. And you'll know when something's not for you. Like, and that's fine, like, to do the switch. Yeah. But you definitely, definitely have to keep in mind that, like, yo, like, I'm in college, it's cool, whatever, whatever. But you got to find something that, like, this fits me. Yeah. Doesn't fit my mom, doesn't fit my dad, doesn't fit grandma. It fits me. <laughs> you know, you definitely just have to figure that out because when you graduate, yeah. or even if you get your master's, you're working a real-life job. And you don't want to be miserable <laughs> in this job. Like, you don't want to be miserable like, ah, I'm here because my mom made me want to do it. Like, no, like, you got to make decisions for yourself. And that's a part of the process of being in college, like... You know, sometimes, for example, like sometimes you take a class, you think you're going to do great on it, you get an F. You got to make a decision. You're midway through the semester. Do mm-hmm. I drop the class? Do I, do I just, you know, 
keep it up and just keep on running with it. You got to make decisions like that. So you have to make decisions yeah. with yourself as a whole. Like, yeah. damn, is it really worth it for me to be in this major that I don't enjoy or to be in this major that I really enjoy and I feel like I can do something yeah. um, that that's just, it's for me. Yeah. You have to just pick and choose. Pick the one that is for you, okay? I promise you choosing whatever your mom wants is not going to help you in the long run. <laughs> and it'll definitely, um, it'll show you, so... You yeah. know, just definitely keep that in mind. And it might get your parents upset in the beginning, realizing that you don't want to be a doctor, that you don't want to be a lawyer, or you don't want to be an engineer. Um, speaking to, like, a lot of first-generation Americans that I know, that that is that is the way. Like, if you're not one of those three things, it's almost like, oh, you're not doing what you need to be doing in life. But if you want to be an arts major and you know that in high school and that's what you want to do... Apply to art school. Apply to what's the best school for you. Make those decisions for you early on so you don't feel like by the time you're in your sophomore, junior year, you've wasted your time. Like, you never want to go through college feeling like you wasted your time because in turn, you feel like you've wasted a lot of money because that is really what college is. Like, you're spending a lot of money on yourself as an investment. Um, And you don't have to go to college to figure out what you want to do or figure out... Um, where you want to go because, again, you're spending money regardless. So making sure that in that money that you're spending, you're doing it for yourself at the end of the day. I don't know. It took me a minute to figure that out. Like, figuring out, like, I don't really want to do all of this this stuff. But also being mindful of what majors that the schools you're applying to have. Like, the school I went to was a liberal arts school, so I didn't have a lot of the majors that other schools have, we didn't have communications, we didn't have education, we didn't have um, business as a major, we had economics instead. And we had a lot of flexibility with the majors that we had, but sometimes being able to focus in on certain majors could be helpful for people. Um, So making sure that if you don't want to go to those very broad majors and have to test out everything if you know exactly what you want to do and exactly where you want to go um go to those schools that have exactly what you want to do and in the positions where you exactly want to go well those are weird play on words but you get the point um just do what makes you happy when you're going to college go to the places that make you happy um talk to the people that make you feel good about where you're going and the decisions that you're making. And then talk to those people that will be very honest with you about the college process, about the college you're going to. Like, you don't just want to be with the people that are always going to make you comfortable because that's not the reality of the situation you're going to be in when you get to school. Like, there are going to be people that make you feel uncomfortable. There are going to be positions that you're going to feel uncomfortable in. So just being cool with that and riding that wave. And also um, keep in mind, college is not for everybody, friends. Um, I feel like we want to believe that because we've just been um, so tied to an education system for so long. And so after high school, everyone's like, you know, college, college, college. But like, nah, gee, college is really <laughs> not for everybody. Like yeah. some people are just like, I would much rather work. And you know what, y'all? Y'all go for it. Like college really is not, it's not, it's not for everybody. I get, like, I can't stress that enough. There's like not even any more deeper than that. It's just like some people, they can go through it. Other people, it's just, it's not, it's not for them. So, you know, if you want to work, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to do what you want to do, go for it. You'll be straight. You know what you want to do. And if it's not college, the world's not going to end. Life is going to keep on moving and you're just going to continue to figure yourself out in the process. That's the truth. 
And that's a great segue into episode two, which would be coming out in a week, which is college ain't for everybody. Literally, this the next episode is just going to be an entire conversation about the different opportunities, the different resources, the different stigmas that stem around how college isn't for everybody. And just understanding that nobody's path is the quote-unquote right path. Like, your path is the path that you want to go on, the path that's going to make you happy, the path that's going to make you successful. So just being mindful and always knowing that it is up to you. Like, what you want to do is how your life is going to go. And so we're going to wrap up this episode. Theo, do you have any final words that you want to give to the people? Um, College is a trip. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Have fun when you go there, but definitely stay, you know, tight to your studies because you're going to be real heated if your GPA is on one point who and (laughs) you're trying to, you're on academic probation. You know, you just definitely got to keep a lot of things in mind um, while there because there comes like freedom and such. So, you know, just remember what you're going there for. Yeah. Always. And stay lit, you heard? (laughs) <laughs> and for the seniors, really just the college process is long. The college process is hard. Feel free to DM Fresh Generation on Instagram if you have any questions that weren't mentioned on this podcast that haven't been mentioned in the posts. If you need extra help or extra support, we're definitely here to help you. And enjoy the rest of your senior year. Like, it's your last year of high school. It's your last year of being able to just have fun with some of your friends before you guys all go off and be in different places in life make sure that you truly enjoy every last minute of your senior year because it's not something you want to regret like you want to be able to look back and have those good memories with your friends and just to wrap it up each one reach one teach one make sure that in everything you learn here you pass the message on to somebody else you really try to reach and connect to other people and have them have these similar conversations especially if you feel as though they need help in the college process you are somebody that can help them and help them find resources to do that thank you guys for listening in on first generation episode one i'm super glad you guys are all here thank you theo you my dog for real um and yeah we're just gonna keep this going and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day now we on our mission we living out our greatness going on and